All right, y'all. The People's Podcast is back, and we brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, and that's Vans, baby. I'm the best ever. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. And this week, it's all about the Slip-On Pro Classic. As one of the most renowned models in the Vans Pro Classics collection, the Slip-On Pro embodies classic style reinvented with modern cushioning and durability. Featuring enhanced performance skateboarding technology with Vans proven Duracap reinforcement and Ultra Cush HD sock liners, the Slip-On Pro provides unrivaled durability, support, and cushioning needed by skateboarders worldwide. More than 40 years after the original was born, the Slip-On Pro upholds its timeless design and remains a true icon of skate progression. It's no coincidence the Vans Canada team is always decked out in the Slip-On Pro Classic. Ben Blundell, E.T., and even Evan Hay can be seen in them streets day in and day out shredding in the Slip-On Pro. Bro, speaking of Ben Blundell, you know that fool's got the best half-gab heel in the game. One of our favorite tricks over here at the Bunt. <laughs> you probably couldn't do it without that Ultra Kush HD, though. You get me. So, yo, head over to Vans.ca and get yourself some Slip-On Pro Classics right now. Vans, off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. <laughs> Boys are back in the booth, the friendly confines of Studio E. We survived our European vacation and we made it back to the six, healthy, in one piece, some clips in hand, baby. I'm here with the ghost. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. My man, you happy to be home or wish we were still on the road? It's a tough question. I was burnt the fuck out after Paris. Berlin just sapped the energy out of me but at the same time I was like I could stay here another couple weeks and die or come home and survive so I guess we made the right choice you dig? It's funny because you get a little ups and downs while you're on the road there was some times where we were in Paris where I was I was dead gas man felt like coming home a little bit but then I was revived a couple days later so I think we could have went on maybe hit Copenhagen slide into Amsterdam we gotta save some spots for next year, right? That's right, that's right. Yo, Vans, yo, where's the next trip at, eh? <laughs> Let's get it. So worldwide thing, man. Don't y'all forget it. So this week, the Quasi video just dropped. And lucky for you guys, we got Josh Wilson in the building. Recorded this interview earlier in the summer, just before the video came out. So hopefully give y'all a little bit of insight into what it was like making the video and what's going on inside the head of one of Quasi's finest. That's some real shit. Josh is a real one. One hundo. But yo, before we hop into that, make sure you follow us at Instagram at The Bunt Live. Send in your emails to TheBuntLive at gmail.com. Holler at Dusty Old Facebook at The Bunt. And yo, check the website. Keep tabs popping because we got some new gear coming soon to TheBuntLive.com. A little European inspiration coming in this set of gear. So keep your eyes peeled, man. Hashtag Domios. Hey man, only one thing left to do before we make a pop with the good homie Josh. Oh, let's crack a couple cold ones, blood. <laughs> Where's that green can that I missed so dearly? Yo, Canada's premium pilsner. <laughs> the only buzz. Back to steam whistle country, baby. All right, man. We got Josh Wilson in the building. What's going on, player? How you guys doing? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. <laughs> so we start them all off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Uh, shit. Favorite skate moment? Probably uh, Stevie Williams, Darren Harper fight at the Ed Park. <laughs> you were there? Very fight. Yeah, of course. In attendance, man. How wild was it? Harold Hunter Day. Yeah, it was awesome, man. One of the craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that's Buck. You know, Darren drove all the way up there, man. Getting yeah, heated oh yeah. the whole way. 
Yeah, he had like four hours to think about that. <laughs> Amazing. And then uh, sports moment, probably like the Yankees winning the Subway Series mm. um, versus the Mets. I don't know, just like a huge Yankee fan since yeah. I was a kid, so that was pretty dope. What's the Subway Series? Yeah, like two the same team, like in the city, like two New York teams playing each other in the World Series. So oh, they call okay. It the Subway Series. Oh, word, word, word. That's tight. So the Yankees have a serious team right now too, man. Must be fun, eh? Yeah, they're pretty stacked again. It's crazy. They were losing for a while, but we're back. So take us back to the beginning, growing up in Jersey before you were a, a big city hotshot <laughs> and uh, getting into skating was good. Man, it's just like a normal suburb, you know? Jersey is like, I'm only 30 minutes from Manhattan, so like people's parents fucking work in the city and live in New Jersey, you know? Perfect uh, life. Kind of got into skating, I guess, from, like, TV, probably, like, Rocket Power and, like, shit like that. And then, like, I would go to Cape Cod every summer. And uh, at the time, I had, like, a little, like, a Veriflex board that my babysitter had gotten me. And, like, I would skate at this skate park. But I was super into rollerblading. Yeah, hell yeah. I would, like, not even, like, the trick ones. Like, I would just use, like, the normal, like, like, actual roller, like, skates. (laughs) <laughs> and th- and then uh, I remember like some kid like taught me how to drop in one day there, and then I was just like hooked after that. Safer, you sound kind of excited when you said rollerblade in there. Are you into that? Yeah, I used <laughs> to roller. I used to rollerblade too. Damn respect. I, I got mad love, but yeah, I had some of those trick ones like a true kook. But yeah, you know I'm saying eventually you you find the right path. <laughs> yeah, I probably wanted them back then, you know, but my parents wouldn't get them, so respect to them yeah (laughs) (laughs) made the choice for you man exactly so you want to tell us about the skate park you accidentally had demolished in cape cod back in the day was that a a summer adventure yeah that was uh that was a rough one actually (laughs) it was like first day of a week-long vacation and like we would go there every year for for like a week every summer and uh skating the skate park like i remember it was the first time like I did a hubba like that day I was like at that skate park and I'm like rolling back like to my starting point like talking to my mom or whatever and like I hit this little bolt in the ground that where a rail was with my wheel and it just like pitched me onto another one and my knee just like went right into the like into this like bolt like a four inch bolt oh, so damn. I'm just like bleeding out of my knee like my mom's telling me to like take my pants down I'm all embarrassed like that ambulance ends up coming because there's literally a hole in my knee and then like the town basically like deemed it uh unsafe no my god freak accident yeah but uh actually it's the park that zared like grew up skating no uh, (laughs) yeah it's his it's like his hometown park so uh i had to tell him that story like you know when i met him and shit and i was like damn this dude's gonna hate me for this but he like didn't really care that's so savage. <laughs> That's twisted, man. Yeah. Was there a lot of people there at the park? No, not. Re- I mean, there's probably like ten other people, mm-hmm. people there, or some shit like that. You know. That's crazy, man. Did like how did the city even find out? Did you sue their ass or something? No, I think just because the ambulance came and it's such a small town that people mm-hmm. were like talking about it. You know, they were like, oh, like, you know, like some parent that was there like called nine one one and was like, oh my gosh, like it's unsafe. Like I don't know. They couldn't just fix the bolt in the ground. They had to take the whole thing down. <laughs> well, they, like, replaced it with this prefab park, and that was there for, like, maybe, like, five years or something. And then yeah. I don't know what happened to that. It's just gone now. It's probably better off anyways. Yeah. It's That's a beach gnarly. town anyway. That's hectic, man. R.I.P. to Zared's hometown park. Courtesy <laughs> <laughs> of Josh. <laughs> so you grew up skating with Dick Rizzo, friend of the show. Yes. Any good stories coming up with that skate rap back when you guys were younger? I can't, like, think of one in, like, particular, but we would just, like, go crazy when we were younger, I feel like. I don't know. He was he was a bit younger than me, too. He's, like, two years younger, so I would probably just, like, feed off his, like, little kid energy. But uh, I definitely used to, like, bully him back in the day, you know, like, when he was, like, because he was, like, you know, 11 and I was already, like, almost 14, so it just made sense. But yeah, we would like skate all all day with this kid Paul Young, who like films for Quasi now, 
and he's making the video and he's like a super spot nerd so he would go and find like all these spots and had a generator and he had a car so like every school night like I would just like go over to his house and then like skate all night just basically like kind of been doing it since then never stop man skate buddies till the end yeah exactly he shouts out to paul young though he hooked us up with lots of intel on you Sick. that's for sure yeah i bet he did your, <laughs> your whole crew came up huh yeah a bunch of rats filmer you and dick yeah that's pretty sick <laughs> so you're both dropping skate park kids have any good stories about the two of you at the park back in the day yeah we would we were like probably the worst kids there you know like we we were there like every day you know like to the point of local like where you're like some new kid comes in and you're like really vibing them out and like i remember we would like throw kids boards like i i focused the kid's board one time because he was like just in the way and shit just Damn. just ruthless you know i i think i gave him like a board afterwards i want to think that but like <laughs> you know we were ruthless no. you, you probably made that up in your head the guilt yeah, made it up I that he gave him did. a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will have to fact check that. I also read a story about you. Someone threw out their board or something, and then you ended up going and taking it out of the trash can and selling it. Yeah, I definitely did do that one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, That's amazing, but the board was broken? Yeah, it had a little crack in it. It wasn't like a terrible crack. I think I sold it for like 10 bucks. I probably wanted oh. some more Mountain Dew and Skittles. Lunch money, man. Yeah. <laughs> Man, shouts out to all the owners of skate parts, man. Yeah, for real. Shred Central, shout out. We had, uh, there's one, there was one indoor skate park here downtown, and the owner eventually just would let us, it was like 10 bucks to get in. Yeah. And then he used to, he'd let us all get in for five, and then towards the end, he's like, if you guys just clean up or just do something, make yourself useful, he would just let us skate. Skate for a tall can, that was the dopest. <laughs> That's the demise of all the parks, so, you know? Yeah. You become too friendly with the people. Yeah, fuck. The people that go the most should pay we to keep it around. We were talking about that the other day, man. Yeah. Eventually, like, indoor skate parks always just go out of business because they let everyone skate for free. Yeah, exactly. And especially the guys who are there every day, they're the ones who should be chipping in, man. Hey, we're guilty too, though. Yeah, yeah. I, we, we, we all are. We so all guilty. Are. Yeah. yeah. Fuck six. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about your love affair with the hard flip as a kid, where it is you were known to hard flip everything back in the day. Yeah, I would. Um, started off with the front side flips. Once I learned a front side flip, I would just front side flip like every gap, like every little <laughs> thing, like every, anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like the same day I learned how to front shove. And I was like, oh, I could frontside flip, like, I mean, hard flip. So I learned it, like, the same day. And then I think it was just, like, over after that. Like, the frontside flip was on the side burner, and the the hard (laughs) flip was the the trick, you know? I even, like, made, like, a trick tip video for it when I was a kid. (laughs) And uh, Diggy Simmons is in it, if you know who that is. From, uh, fuck, what's his, Run DMC, that guy, his son? Yeah, his son. What? What's he doing in there? The, The skate park is, like in this area that's close to where like a lot of uh like celebrities live so like rev run would bring him there to like skate and shit and like we became like friends back in the day it was kind of weird what's diggy saying now i don't know i haven't seen that kid in a long time should holler at him though wait did someone ask you to make the hard flip trick tip or did you just do it because you thought they were so beast i think someone asked me to do it but like it's it was like always a joke like ever since i started doing the trick that like that's like the only trick i could do okay okay what's your hard flip saying these days man still on it's it's still there we can still do them not a maybe maybe not down stuff anymore but you know can we expect one in the quasi video yeah there's one in there okay okay (laughs) i gotta see this we heard you were known as mr wilson as a kid man how'd you get that nickname honestly the day i showed up to the skate park for the first time probably i got that nickname (laughs) <laughs> signed the waiver the dude who owned the place was just like yeah mr wilson like you look like dennis the menace like <laughs> so it kind of just stuck from there like all the older dudes that went there like thought it was funny and like yeah it just it stuck i mean no one really calls me that anymore but i, I guess you outgrow that yeah it's kind of funny though being mr wilson at like 12 but not when you're 25 <laughs> <laughs> you made the move from new jersey to nyc uh when did you make that move and what was behind the choice 
Uh, moved in 2011 just to go to college. I went to the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. So uh, I, I wanted to like get a degree, I guess. Kind of just made sense. Like everyone in my family went to college, so had to follow that path, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wasn't really skating that much before I went to college. Like my last year of high school, I kind of just like, you know, was like taking my photos and like drinking and like going to parties and shit. And then like, uh, I got to thank this dude, JP Blair and Brian Clark for like bringing me back to skating when I moved here. They would like be like, oh, you got to come out and skate if I was ever like, you know, not down. So shout out Mm -hmm. to them for sure. Sick. Damn. The skate world almost lost you, eh? Yeah, man. School came first, you know? I had to do that shit. I don't know. Just, like, made sense at the time. We heard you come from a well-educated family that was pretty strict on you getting good grades in school. Was going to college and getting a degree something that you always knew you wanted to accomplish? Uh, Yeah, I'd definitely say so. I mean, it was kind of just, like, always, like, looming there. You know, my parents would, like, kind of put pressure on me to, like, go to college and, like, you know... I, I I remember, like, the first time I got a C, like, got grounded and my skateboard taken away. Like, they were, they, were, yeah. they were harsh. Like, they're really smart, so they wanted me to, like, be smart as well. So I can thank them for that. But at the time, I was like, you guys suck. Like, I just want to go <laughs> skate. Like, I don't care about school anymore. I don't know. Is there any pressure now to, to do anything now that you're done? Or is it just your parents are letting you just skate and do your thing for now? Yeah, I mean, they let me do my thing. Like, they can't, like, control what I do at this point. But they're definitely, like, always, like, you know, like, you got, when are you going to get a real job? Like, when are you going to, like, you know, like, you can't live off this money, like, forever and all this shit. So, I don't know. I've been trying to do, like, some other jobs and work a little bit, too, just to, like, get them off my back and just be able to, like, do what I want, you know? Just, like, make them think that I'm doing shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can only skate for so long, and fucking, you're on the right track in terms of a skate career, so might as well do that while you can, and then... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's pretty much what I preach to them. Like, you know, it'll end at some point, and I have the degree, so it's always something to fall back on. Yeah, there you go. What was your degree in? Uh, I got a BFA in photography. Sick. Yeah, I only applied to one school, got in, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go there, and that's it. Simple as that. I still haven't picked up that piece of paper, though, that, like, says uh, I'm a college oh, yeah. graduate, you know? I it's, just haven't picked it up. <laughs> Your parents definitely want that for their wall, man. Yeah, I, they haven't asked about it, so I don't know. They can go pick it up if they want. <laughs> <laughs> Any plans to, to do the uh, Arto Sari trajectory and kind of phase into to some skate photography and shit like that when you're done? Uh, I don't know about skate photography. I, I don't really, like know how to shoot skate photography not that i don't know how but i just like don't like skate photography as much as like art photography it's just more meaningful to me than like i want to keep skating and like my photo stuff separately pretty much right 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 yeah well i think ardo does a bunch of everything but he definitely shoots skating as well yeah for sure his photos are amazing Yo, D. Jones, man, you know there ain't nothing like collabing with a beer brand and sipping that fine ale. <laughs> and yo, Brixton knows what's really good because Brixton and Coors Banquet just blessed a friendly union. The Brixton and Coors Banquet collection of apparel, headwear, and accessories is now available in limited quantities. So head over to Brixton.com right now. Founded in 1873, In Golden, Colorado, Coors Banquet has a rich heritage as one of America's oldest and most storied breweries. Drawing inspiration from Banquet's celebrated history, the collection blends Coors' timeless aesthetic with Brixton's modern yet classic designs. The latest Brixton and Coors Banquet friendly union drop features vintage-inspired prints and washes and includes a limited edition trunk, windbreaker, and flannel as well as an assortment of fleece, tees, and caps. The Coors Havana trunk has become a staple in our closets over here at the Bunt, and once you guys lay eyes on it, it'll be one of yours too. Check it out at Brixton.com, on Instagram at Brixton, and on Twitter at BrixtonMFG. So switching lanes a bit, 
care to tell us the story about your Miami New Year's romance? Ooh, that's a that's a heavy one, but let's get into it. All right. Um, yeah, we were in Miami like I guess two years ago on New Year's uh, on like it's on a quasi trip, and it was like me, Paul, Dick, and this photographer Pepsi and Justin Henry, and uh, we went out to this this bar that we'd been to in Miami before, and we're having a good time, and then like. At midnight, we went to this other bar, and, like, as soon as it hit midnight, like, we met this girl with a dog, like, in the bar, you know? Like, she literally had brought her dog there. So, <laughs> so we, like, were instantly just, like, talking to her a bunch, and uh, we ended up all going, like, back to her place and, like, smoking some weed and drinking. And then uh, Paul was just, like, gassing her up the whole time, like, oh, you're so beautiful, like hook up with one of my friends, please, because, like, he has a girlfriend. He's like, please hook up with one of my friends. Like, you're beautiful. <laughs> and so, like, we're all just like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, we're, we're all down, basically. Um, oh, my God. And then, like, we go out with her again, like, to another bar that night. And uh, we're there. She's, like, buying, like, Justin, like, food and, like, all this stuff. Like, they're getting really, like, cuddly together. And then, like, then, like, she stops talking to him and then, like, starts talking to me and, like, oh, I don't shit. know, just getting, like, getting a little weird there. And uh, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, like, let's just go back to my house again. And we're all just like, all right, like, whatever. And uh, <laughs> so we're, like, all going back there and, like, I'm like, damn, dude, like, Justin, I think she wants to, like, smash both of us, like, straight up. <laughs> like, I think she's, like, down to do it. And then, like... We, we, like, get back to the house, like, chill again for a little bit, and then, like, Paul and Rich are like, all right, we're going to leave or whatever, and I was like, all right, this is sick, like, fuck it, me and Justin are just going to, like, <laughs> smash this girl, you know what I mean? And then, like, and then Justin just, like, decides to leave with them, too, and, uh, and she, like, kind of got a little, like, bummed, like, she was just like, oh, like, after they left, like, why is your friend, why did Justin leave? And I was just like... I don't know. I mean, like, you didn't really make it that clear that you wanted him to stay. Like, you know, I was like, we thought about it, but, like, I don't know. And then she was just like, she's like, you're an asshole for, like, taking him, like, taking me from him and, like, all this shit. Like, I was buying him food and, like, you're an asshole for, like, for, like, doing that. Like, you know he's younger than you and all this shit. Like, but then I smashed and, uh, (laughs) and she was hyped and, uh... And she wouldn't, like, let me leave in the morning. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to get an Uber out of here, like, whatever. And then she's like, no, like, let me drive you back to the hotel. And I was just like, I don't know if I, like, want you to know what hotel I'm staying at. Like, <laughs> And uh, it took, like, an hour and a half for her to, like, get ready and then, like, drive me to the hotel. And, like, she didn't want me to, like, get out of the car and shit. And then, like, even the next day, she kept hitting me up. And uh, she was just saying some wild shit, like telling me and Justin to, like, go back there, like, that night, because I was like, yo, like, all right, like, I'll come, but, like, Justin's gonna come, too, this time, whatever, and she was just, oh. like, she was just, like, I don't know, like, about that, <laughs> like, you kind of blew it in that, like, aspect, I don't know, so I just blocked her number and, like, never hit her up again. Holy wow. fuck. It was a funny-ass time. Wait, did, I don't get it. Did she want to kind of have a threesome, or she just wanted to sleep with Justin the first night? No, the, originally the first night she wanted to, like, have a threesome, but she thought that, like, I, like, stole her from Justin. But she really right. didn't make it clear mm-hmm. on the fact that she wanted to even have it, you know, until, like, mm-hmm. after he had left already. You guys were ready. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I hadn't really known Justin that well at that time, and I was like, damn, so good to be some, like, dope, like, team bonding experience. <laughs> it's gonna be oh. fucked up. Well, that's going damn. down on the quasi-trips. <laughs> Maybe next trip. That's amazing, man. Yeah, I respect it. That's so what's Justin's deal, man? Why did he dip? He wasn't he wasn't about it like I you? I think he just got a little nervous. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I don't know what's up with his, like, emotional, uh, and lady situation. <laughs> he does his thing, uh, though. Fuck, that's amazing. Any updates on that situation, definitely text us. Will do. On the, uh, uh the, I, the quasi-trip threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be the first to know. All right, hell yeah. 
uh, switching lanes again from threesomes to uh, you were getting boards from Hops for a while before Quasi. What made you? Uh, what was behind the move to Quasi? I guess like I was on Hops for a minute, and I got on through like Brian Clark and uh, Cyrus was skating for Hops at the time too, and uh, he left for Polar. And uh, I kind of just felt, like, a little distant, like, from everyone then because I was, like, the youngest dude on the team by, like, six years or something, you know, like, wanted to skate all the time. And all these dudes are just, like, you know, working and stuff, which is cool. But uh, I don't know, like, I just got hit up, I guess, by Chad at, at Quasi, like, through P- Peter had talked to him and Araco had talked to him. And he just, like sent me some boards at first like didn't tell me like anything you know just wanted to send me some stuff and uh and jamal had always told me you know like hops is just here for you like to to do your best and like you know if some like company wants to take you on trips or whatever like give you some money like i'm i'm like gonna support you doing that you know so that was always cool to like know from him but then like i yeah i skated some some boards like before i had told jamal about hops and and uh i just went over to his house one day like told him i needed some boards and i went over to his house and like broke the news to him you know that i was gonna get on a uh, mother it was mother at the time oh damn and uh, way back yeah it was it was pretty early and uh he he was like super down he like gave me a hug and was like hyped and then like still gave me the boards th- th- that he was gonna give me that day it was tight <laughs> just gave me like two hops boards a little so, farewell package yeah yeah so respect to him for that yeah and then i guess like i skated with jake like a little bit before like i got on too because i had met him through uh like skating with ryan garshell and he was always like kind of picking my brain about shit like i remember him asking me like what's up with hops like how do you like like it over there you know and i i was just honest with him about shit and uh i think he like respected that so he probably like had a little bit to do with it too. So was that before or after the bronze video trust uh, came out? It was out? like right after trust came out. Yeah, trust came out in like April or something, I want to say. And then that probably happened in like the end of May or June, somewhere around there. Reggie, you going to bring those uh, blonde tops back? Uh, the hair? I don't know. The hair that. of pain? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's one clip in trust where your whole head is blonde and it looks so gnar, man. Yeah, that was like the day after I bleached my hair. I was like, I'm going to wear all white tomorrow, too. Like, I don't care. <laughs> That's like, pretty wild. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. In that part, you see the evolution of the dying man from like full dye to slowly just like the blonde tips, like the ghost said. I let it like yeah. grow. I let it grow for like a year. Like, I just like had a little strip of bleach in my hair for like a full year. It was kind of. <laughs> kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> so life seems pretty good over at quasi you guys have a full length dropping in july can you give us a story about traveling with the team and filming for the new video yeah the video is done uh just got done it being edited so it'll be out soon um we've had a couple weird uh scenarios i'd say on trips but the one that sticks out the most is like we were in tennessee one time at uh this fireworks place and there's this huge like huge bank with like a fence on the top of it and uh gilbert was trying to like use his board to like bash out this piece of the fence so he could like go over and into the bank and uh the dude who owned the fireworks store ended up like coming outside and he saw what we were doing and he was like oh hell no Goes goes back inside and comes back out like two seconds later with a shotgun. And we were just like, oh, fuck. Like, our van is just parked at the bottom of this bank. Like, we are sitting ducks. Like, a couple of our friends were, like, still in the fireworks store because they were going to, like, buy some stuff. And then they, like, saw him go out with the gun and they were like, oh, man, like, we got to get the hell out of here. So he's standing at the top of the bank, like, just holding the gun like a baby. Like, he's cradling the gun. And he's just, like, telling us to, like, get the fuck out of there and shit. So we hightailed it out. But I'd never had a gun pulled on me before that. That was pretty weird. That's fucking wild. Jasper, Tennessee. Don't mess around. (laughs) Wow. We've been taking small trips, too, just, like, around, like, the the East Coast, like, going to Boston or going down to D.C. and, you know, Miami, too. So it's just a bunch of, like, East Coast skating in the video, I'd say. That's tight. 
You guys blessed some clips at eggs in Boston or what? Nah, it's a little crazy there. I don't know how to skate that spot. <laughs> they got to teach eggs, Benny G. Got to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the locals' only spot, man. Yeah, for sure. They use the wax on the ground next to the ledge, like as like to to help the, their tricks get around. Like the wax <laughs> that slides off, they use it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Man, you hit that the long curved ledge. You know the like super oh, yeah, long one. Delaney's ledge. Insane. Yeah, man. that's a, that's good. His back tail shove it is it's marvelous. As if he risked the shove out when he got that far. It was nothing. That's for confidence, him. man. It was yeah, true. <laughs> he was sleeping doing that. Yeah, ordering some Dunkin' Donuts on the way down. He hadn't even finished his iced coffee yet. I guarantee it. <laughs> Yo, did did Jake fucking? Does he have anything else up his sleeve after his banging like after credits part in the cons video? You, you guys will see. There'll be some stuff. I'm sure there's yeah. yeah. Highly there's anticipating some that part. I can't wait. <laughs> but he just dropped hella bombs. Yeah, he just dropped in some the Converse heavy stuff video. in the Converse video. That was like so. hammers only. Yeah. He's wasting no time. They painted him as a superhero. <laughs> so you rode for Huff before getting on Nike. What made you want to leave and uh, make the move to the swoosh? Um... I went to L.A. one time, the first time ever with uh, with Dick back in 2015. Um, and we stayed at, like, the Huff, the team manager, Tyler Cicci's house. And, like, they hit him, uh, Jake Anderson, and Matt Gottwig were filming for that Huff video at the time. It was just, like, a introducing, you know, them. And uh, I guess I just realized, like, after that trip, like, I'm not going to get on. And, like, you know, there's just, like, not room right now for me on this team. So then, uh, I guess Chad at Quasi had like sent Scoob on my footage and he was psyched on it. So it just kind of made sense to like make the move if like they were going to support. Right, right, right. Oh, is it like you went there not like thinking maybe you might be filming? No, not even. I I just went there because I'd never been to LA and like I wanted to skate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, I definitely didn't think I was like filming for their video at all. They were doing their thing. But I just realized, like, it was just, like, these dudes are going to get on, like, I'm, like, yeah. you know, kind of in the same boat, like, flow as them. So, like, you know, I'm not going to get on right now. So let me just, like, right. see see what else is, like, going on. Right, right. That's dope, man. The swoosh, baby. <laughs> yeah, the swoosh is tight. Shout out to Scuba. Scuba, shout out to to me. Wait, does that make sense? <laughs> scuba, shout, holler at me. <laughs> So in your boys in your boy Dick's interview with us a couple seasons back, he stated that the whole Birdhouse team could get it, even Tony. Do you share the same opinion on the Birdman's roster? Definitely. Fuck Birdhouse. <laughs> oh my god. Easy sucks, man. man. It's a King of the Road team. It's only built for King of the Road and that's it. And yeah. They suck. It's pretty hard to watch, man. What'd you think of their their full-length video? I didn't watch it. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I, I fuck with uh, Clive Dixon, man. He's, like, undeniable. I don't know, man. No, he is deniable. His style know, is the worst. Like, he's crazy. He does crazy shit. He's but that dude at I the don't... session that's, like, like goes around to everyone, like, all right, dude, let's try it. Like, you know, goes to the filmer. <laughs> yeah, too like, hype, man. Yeah, it's like, dude, chill out. Like, I don't know, like just do your thing. <laughs> like, come on. I don't know. I, don't know. I've, I never watched the video either, but I, I'm just basing this on I saw his – Obviously, his nolly nose blunt, and I saw his crooked grind on that like insane hubba that looked like you could just die on it. And I saw his nose blunt, El Toro as well. So I was just like, yo, I, I, I fuck with this three dude. Tricks and and, like, and his lip slide, he lip slid some rail that was. It's just, just jockey though. It's so jockey. Yeah, what about the? Yeah, he wears the the weck, He wears the weck t-shirts, man, where he just cuts off the sleeves while he's doing it. <laughs> oh god, you guys are trying to ruin him for me. What, uh, I, I'm a we're fan. Trying to, he I can't should believe be, you, you like, like him. He's damn, like, Josh, tell this guy. Sucks, yeah, but Donald man. knows. Donald knows that I'm a sucker for for gnar skating. Yo. <laughs> I love that. I wish I was gnarlier you like jock skaters I, 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 not jock skaters but i respect gnarly dudes 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like I don't. He's I haven't paid like enough a attention to him. Of gnarly dude to me. I don't know. He's he's just like a just jock. Unfortunately, the whole like birdhouse team gets like excluded from like that list. Man. Yeah. They can't be sick if they're on birdhouse. I don't. That's think. what I'm saying. I feel like I haven't paid enough attention to him, maybe to pick up on all those shitty things that you're mentioning. But it sucks because we talked. We we interviewed Clint, and like I thought Clint was like the trifest guy ever. Watching like King of the Road and his Instagram. And he's, he's a good guy, but, like, in terms of, like, skating and stuff, the whole Birdhouse team is pretty pretty dust, man. Yeah, Clint, Clint's our boy, though. Built for King Clint. of the Road is actually, like, the perfect way to put it, man. Yeah, that's what that's they true. are. It's just, like, they have one of every yeah. person. They can do everything, you know? Yeah. And they're, like, so, they, like, want to win so bad yeah. that they will, they'll do whatever it takes. Those dudes, like, just, like, keep all their testosterone bottled up for as long as they can just for king of the road they go off until <laughs> they get in the van yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are cold that reminds me though r.i.p to um mike davis mike man. davis oh, yeah. switch tray general fuck sad, sad man rest in peace yeah tell us what it's like being taken out in new york city by out-of-towners <laughs> it fucking sucks man yeah <laughs> You, uh, you know, you think you found some spot or you, like, work so hard to do something here and then, like, you know, Joe Schmo comes from fucking L.A. or wherever the hell, like, Brazil and just, like, one-ups you or, like, does the same exact thing as you, like, before you could put it out. I don't know. It's just, it's expected at this point, I guess, but it just proves nothing sacred. Man, you're in, like, the hottest city in skateboarding right now, almost. Like, everyone's going to New York City at every chance. Like, Yeah. It, it's got to be rough. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That This summer, I guarantee there's going to be, like, you know, that those two months where it's like, all right, fucking primitive team's here. Fucking this team's here. That, like, it's just, that's just what happens. It's crazy. Yeah, your hometown ain't safe, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, you went to Miami and took out Andrew Allen, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully there's no hard feelings about that. Uh, you know, it wasn't my decision to put him. it in the video, but I do think it's hilarious. That shit was amazing, man. Honestly, these days, I was talking about this with James Hardy the other day. Fucking everyone's doing shit that's been done. Like, it's just no one can remember all the old shit anymore. Yeah. It's like impossible. And it just seems like ABDs are just part of skating now. I hate on I hate on that aspect. I I'm a nerd, man. We like. Do you want to keep it fresh? Everything yeah, new. Yeah, everything's got to be fresh. You can't can't redo. Especially if you know. If you like genuinely didn't know. Yeah, then it's like, like, then an it's accident. Fine, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying though. Right. I'm oh, saying yeah, yeah. like no one, like especially kids. You can't keep up with everything. You can't keep up with yeah. everything that's going on, especially like if you're 16 and you're killing it. You're, you might not have watched Baker 2 or like yeah. whatever main classic videos to us, but and then you just go do a bunch of shit that's been done without even knowing. Yeah, but you should have. You should have watched Baker 2. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So separate some, man. I used to, the real from <laughs> but, the fake. But then yeah. what about the Andrew Allen thing? Did did those come out at the same time? No, that was that's like one of those ones where like you don't know till after. And then I was like, oh, I don't even know if you should use it. And then, you know. He edited it the way he yeah, did. Yeah, so you were so. just like, you just were like on the sesh, did the trick, and then after someone was yeah, like, oh, yeah, exactly. I think someone did that. Yeah. It was probably literally like at the hotel like that night after. Like someone was just like, I just can't get it out of my head. Like someone else did that. And we we're just like, who, who? Like it, t- it took like a couple hours to figure it out. But Oh, shit. You know. And then it just turned out to be one of the sickest parts of the video yeah it's that like, reminds it's me it's like I, his ender too or something it's uh, <laughs> feel bad about that <laughs> that, <laughs> that reminds me i gotta call out sean malto <clears throat> sorry sean malto and our boy jamie tanzoni they both nolly flipped into that bank in miami that i nolly flipped into like oh, four you, years ago it's a three-way thing wow you did it too Bro, who, did, who I, did it first did it i did too. it i did it like i did it like in 2014 or yeah, 15 i was there but yeah. when did when did malto do it malto just did it in a nike ad that Ooh. just came out like a Could month have been ago your nike ad if they didn't dust team canada yeah if they knew it was good <laughs> and fucking and jamie did it in the etnies video god damn so you out there performing on that level man yeah scuba man <laughs> 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 oh shit! Check him, man. At least you could get on Etnies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
Oh, man. So we talked about the quasi video, but uh, I'm sure you got some other stuff up your sleeve. What's next for Josh Wilson? Um, I guess just filming for the bronze video, too. Um, probably going to work on that like the rest of the summer and, you know, into the fall. And then that'll probably come out in the winter or something. Um, other than that, I don't know. Just enjoy the summer. Try to, like, yeah. just skate and learn some new tricks because I haven't learned anything new in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, we gonna see you in Montreal this summer? Oh yeah, I'll be back to defend my title. Valdez champ, man. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That shit was twisted. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably come down there too at some point, come skate with you and feed back Ted and fucking our New York boys. Hell yeah, we gotta get a session on. Oh, dope. Let's get that rapid fire pop and be favorite skater. Fred Gunnell. Favorite video. Mosaic. Favorite video part. Uh, Ricky's part in Eastern Exposure Three. Favorite style. Probably Freddie again or Jake Johnson too. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I'd say like probably Jake's minefield part. Like definitely changed like the way I thought about skating. Probably for a lot of people, but you know yeah. I was younger at the time, so definitely influenced me like being in new york especially most talented skateboarder on planet earth tiago favorite trick kickflip hardest trick for you nollie inward heel most illegal trick the the most illegal trick that i love to do is a backflip flip like it's oh. the worst <laughs> trick in the world but it's so fun and satisfying oh um, man other than that That's like gross. i think just like a nollie big spin on flat is like whack oh yeah which way just behind you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Ter- terrible trick. Me and Donald like doing them the other way. It's about to have to come at you. Now that was acceptable. <laughs> it's hard, man. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I'd say this. It's a hard flip, actually, but it's like on this uh, this five block in Jersey City. It was like from a long time ago, but it was a good clip at the time. So turn up. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Uh, I was there when Jake did the Nolly 360 on the bump to bar in Miami Holy. and that was insane that he thing like, is so big for that trick yeah he like skated a bit on it and then like stopped skating for like 30 minutes and then just like got back into it and like tried to the Nali 360 I don't know for like 40 minutes and did it it was crazy that's so crazy I, I was at that spot like, like I think just a couple weeks after you guys were there and I couldn't believe it like I couldn't picture it he actually popped so high over the rail too. It yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he barely got over. Yeah. I think he was like, "Oh, my feet like left the board," and we were all just like, "It, hey, whatever. You just not <laughs> yeah. to see the bar, man. Like, hey, yeah, it's twisted and not like a small one. Like that thing's heavy <laughs> that duty. That thing's big. Yeah. Best trick you've ever done that wasn't caught on film. I did this board slide at St. Vincent's Bank around this curved uh, rail. It's like a board slide, and then you like rock out. Jordan Trahan actually did it in the Fibro video, but I did it one day when I was just skating with, like, Jamal, and uh, I was with uh, Joel Meinholz and Alan Yang, a photographer, and, like, no no one there to film it. I was calling Paul on my phone to, like, get, come and film it, and, like, he couldn't come, <laughs> but, and I ended up, like, just, just doing it, and but I went to try to go film it again and, like, ate shit, so... Oh. So I was just off it. I was like, whatever. I, I, I know I did it, you know. Yeah. yeah. What's the one trick that got away? Uh, nothing yet. Maybe you, that one blank. You finishing them all? You landing yeah. everything? I've been la- landing everything on the checklist, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last new trick you learned? Uh, switch inward heel. So Nolly's coming, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I tried, but it's a credit card. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> if you never started skating, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd be playing soccer and probably have like a nine to five job. Favorite way D clip? I love the fakey flip to fakey nose grind at Makba where he pops out and he's just like, nah, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> but it's like he didn't do another one, so like, I don't know. Yeah, it was good enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was good enough. He's just always like that though, you know, nothing's yeah. good enough. Uh, favorite local brand? Uh, Patterson, this homie German news brand. Word. Favorite local skater? Uh, Nick Ferragari. Favorite teammate ever? Adrian Vega. Worst teammate ever? Kevin Tierney. Oh, oh. <laughs> Worst company? 
pizza skateboard. Oh, easy answer. No. I like that yeah, shit. Too easy. They've been roasted on here a couple times. Worst trend. Fat pipe. Anyone hitting What's- like fat rails, like mad kinks. I'm, I'm off it. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> no like more. That. It's too boring. I don't. I don't care. I actually agree with that. Kink, huge kink drills have actually like lost all like excitement, or they don't like entertain me anymore. Yeah, that's because just... they can't do anything that like is gonna like entertain you. We've yeah. seen like the biggest like what do you? I've already do? seen people grind like a mountain. Like I'm good on that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. Worst style, Jeff Wan song. <laughs> Poor guy, man. God. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> he he listens, yo. He's got mentioned the most times. Last person you want on the sesh. I don't keep no lambs in my circle. No so one lame no one coming ain't. on the sesh. Hell yeah. I'm ducking your call if you, you, you know. <laughs> what if they show coming. up at the spot, man? I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got a list. Yo. All right, man. You just killed the rapid fire. Thanks for coming on the show, G. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> Had a great time. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. And hopefully we'll fucking see you soon this summer, B. Yeah, we'll definitely see you up in Montreal. Maybe put in a good word for the ghost and Nike, man. The <laughs> dream can live on. Yeah, next time I talk to Scuba, I'll, I'll mention your name. He'll be like, who? <laughs> where, where? Canada? <laughs>Welcome to the post office, brought to you by our good friends over at Tom Bomb Trading. And this week we're talking about the S Excel Plus Everstitch. As one of the most demanded S shoes, the Excel Plus Everstitch progresses quality, function, and style to new realms. The Velcro strap provides a snug fit and stability that will increase the confidence in your riding. Make sure you head down to your local skate shop and grab yours before they all go. Now let's get into these emails, fam. You've got mail. Alright, first up we got an email from longtime homie Ju, aka Money Lou, aka Ludovic, aka Kook of Pain. Let's take a listen, yo, a little voice note action. He's back. Yo, what the fuck's good, niggas? <laughs> Yo, it's the fucking Jou, A.K. Laquan, A.K. Ludovic. <laughs> Yo, it's been a minute, still, but... Yeah, I'm just listening to these fucking final predictions on the fucking rundown and hey, <laughs> you got to holla at y'all right quick, Sterling. Yo, y'all, y'all bugging out, dogs. Like, shit, niggas. So, Raptors in the final. No, 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 no. Let me rewind. Just. So the Raptors beating the fucking Cavs Yo, what the fuck is y'all smoking, dogs? Like, yo, give me some of that Like, real, real shit Pascal Siakam guarding who? I mean, yo, yo Get me on the fucking rundown It's been too fucking long, dogs Like, I have to check y'all right quick, eh? <laughs> yo, holla at me, stuff Alright, so it's easy to look back and say that our predictions were wrong, which they were. A little too much faith in the Raptors. But I definitely thought we had a little more fight in us than that. I mean, the Pacers took LeBron to seven games. I thought at least we'd win a game or two. I, I was convinced we were going to win the series because it was us versus LeBron. But the King showed up and he showed out. And uh, yeah, man, we were straight wrong on that. But hey. Money Ju Laquan, it's an open invite to come on the rundown and put your money where your mouth is, dog. So show up or shut up, baby. Yeah, let's get some predictions from your dusty ass. If you want to talk ball knowledge, just remember first round of them fantasy playoffs, eh? <laughs> Talking about putting me to sleep. Come on, Daggy. Yeah, we see you when we see you, you feel me? Next up, we got an email from Little Mike, subject Snorefest. What's up, D Jones and the Ghost? Little Mike here again. This time I'm emailing to ask what pro skater you think is the most boring in terms of style and trick or spot selection. My choice would be Tommy Finn because he has the most generic spot and trick selection. Chur from New Zealand. I got to disagree with that one because everyone sees style differently, but Tommy Finn's trick selection is fucked. He's doing MBDs half the time on his Instagram. 
I don't know if you saw that fake Yali, like... Yeah, that shit was twisted. Whatever the hell that was, to, like, mm-hmm. nose grind somehow down that rail. Um, I, I kind of agree with him. Maybe not in the fact that, like, the tricks that he's doing are crazy, but it's just something about Tommy Finn that doesn't draw me in to want to watch his skating. I always want to watch it at least once, because you never know what he's got up his sleeve, a.k.a. his trick selections kind of next level. But I guess I could kind of understand. But uh, for me... A little throwback, Robbie McKinley, definition of a snooze fest. <laughs> and then uh, more recently, I got to give it to the homie. Well, not the homie, but Sean Malto, boring, but next level talented. I was going to sit this one out, but I'd maybe say like Mike Moe when he was skating was a little similar to that too, man. He's pretty crazy, but just never really, really caught my attention. True. Real shit. Alright, next up we got an email from Dave James Delfino coming in hot. Who would statistically be more dominant in a fantasy league versus the field? Say on the court or Dono on the ice? I don't know much about fantasy hockey. Actually, I know nothing about it, so I don't really know what Dono would, what his numbers would look like in a men's league. But <laughs> give me the fucking ball and get out the way, you dig? That's all I gotta say. Hey man, the only way we're gonna figure this out is if we get Safa in a men's basketball league. We're gonna see what kind of stats he's putting up against equal competition. But Dave, man, you get a first-hand show week in and week out. You see what we're doing out there. The Patty Kings is undefeated right now. The team is on a roll. Finished the season, clinched first place. It is what it is, man. We rolling, baby. All right, next up, we got an email from Paul Duncan. Usually, we don't read the emails with no questions, but this one is, uh, this one y'all got to hear. What's up, boys? I'm Paul from Alabama. I just started listening to the show like four days ago. I've binge listened to three seasons at work, and I'm hooked. Y'all do nice things. So just wanted to share something funny. I've talked in my sleep for years, but this is hands down the funniest thing I've said. My lady said I woke her up last night just to tell her, Time to crack open a steam whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. And then I had to explain and let her listen to the ghost saying it. But anyway, keep up the good shit and shout out to Montgomery, Alabama skaters and Ben Gilly. Peace. Yo, shout out to Paul, my dog. I got you sleep talking. I love it. That's a huge honor that you listen to the bunt. <laughs> and uh, I'm just glad that's all you said in your sleep. I'd be sketchy saying some sketch shit and your wifey starts asking questions. But if you're just quoting the bunt, you're all good, Deggy. Keep up the great work in your sleep. Next up, we got an email from Kyle. Subject, Waldex. What's up, boys? Found out about your pod a week ago and binge listened to all of them. Got free time at my whack-ass day job. Respect me. If you could pick any three decks, past or present, to hang on the walls of Studio E, which would you pick based on graphic alone? Mm, as kids, the flip videos played a huge role in our skating. We definitely watched them over and over again, so I definitely have to throw the Tom Penny, Cheech and Chong one up on the wall. It's a classic. Rob Welsh was always one of my favorite skaters, so I put one of his, of his aesthetics boards up on the wall. And then third and final one would have to be BGK Wade's Coca-Cola graphic. Real shit. Studio, we would be blessed to have those. Uh, and then secondly, do you already have any wall decks or items that you've saved from the past? If so, what you got? Mm, something I like to do for my personal collection is whenever any of the homies go pro, like a good homie of ours, like to save their first board. And if I can't get the first one, I'll get one that I like. So I got Wade's Wayne Gretzky rendition from DGK. I got Spencer Hamilton's first expedition board. Morgan Smith's first blind board. And then Bobby DeKaiser's first habitat board. Real shit, real shit. I've got the loosest board collection ever. I've got a random Daryl Stanton plan B board. I've got a dope John Alley zero board. I've got a Jabari Pendleton Western Edition Edition board. And uh, I got a Grant Patterson Red Star board still. Shit, I forgot. I got a GP Red Star board too. That graphic is vicious, man. It's the one with the homie with the mask on his face. Yeah. I wish I got the, the yellow P. That one was fresh. 
yeah i got the yellow p up there um keep up the great work always jokes and looking forward to the next season yo respect kyle sick question man creative thanks for listening and yo everyone thanks for listening to the post office gonna wrap it up for this week keep sending them emails to the buntlive at gmail.com and man y'all heard one of the finest voice notes of all time this week try and back our man laquan up and send us something crazy you dig All right, y'all, it's time for the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. It was a heavy week in the NBA and a heavy week in the six. We heavy hearted to lose our main man, Double D, DeMar DeRozan. The guy put on for the city since he was a young buck. Came from Compton, California at 19 years old and made the six his home. We embraced him. He embraced us. It's sad to see him go. But man, Masai Ujiri, the legend, did it again. He show he's got Freon in his veins, man. That guy is ruthless. Let go of the coach of the year. Letting go of our stud, DeMar DeRozan. But we just got a top five player in the NBA when the man is healthy. The Claw, one of the most efficient guys there are. One of the best offenders, too. Y'all can bring it because we got Kawhi now, man. What's it mean to the city, G? Right now, it's all up in the air, man. Mixed feelings for sure. DeRozan was the Raptors. Yeah, I'm saying Chris Bosh left and he said, yo, I got us. And he fucking did. The franchise has never been better, never been more successful. Obviously, the playoffs, you know, we've had some heartbreak. But I feel I feel bad. But at the same time, DeRozan's going to an amazing situation with the Spurs. So hopefully it ends up being win-win. They're both reluctant, but I could see the Spurs continuing to be a dominant force in the West. And this, yo, if we were going to have a chance against Boston to get to the finals we might just do it and we just saw an article that came out that said a close friend of Kawhi's believes he'll fall in love with toronto and re-sign fingers crossed for that we'll see but uh dude we got some serious wing talent some serious defenders let's not forget we got danny green inconsistent as fuck on offense but but he's just a throw-in man as a throw-in you can't go wrong with danny green if he's hot he's hot man yeah I mean, we got a new head coach, though, so it's kind of weird. It might be... But Nick Nurse was supposedly running the offense from time anyways. Dwayne Casey didn't know what he was doing out there on offense. Fuck Dwayne Casey. He ain't so no Nick, coach of the year. Nick Nurse stepping in is fine by me. But, man, Kawhi Leonard, obviously, our group of friends, we talk basketball. Our main thing was we just traded away a franchise player, someone who committed himself to the city for a potential one-year rental. But after thinking about it, man, this is a world-class city we live in. We just gotta get the claw up here and let the city do the talking. And hopefully he stays, man. Fingers crossed big time. The East lost LeBron and gained Kawhi. It's kind of crazy. And it's also weird thinking about him just because it's hard. Like last year was so strange and so much controversy playing nine games, blah, blah, blah. But man, one year before that, the man's fucking people were saying he's better than Durant. So he carried me to a fantasy championship. The efficiency and the defensive stats this guy brings are unlike any other. So fingers crossed that A, he's healthy, and B, he resigns after a dope season. Well, days before the trade went down, he came out to say he was going to the Team USA basketball camp, led by Popovich, just to show that he still got it. So the man's hungry and uh, he couldn't have come to a better place. But there was some other news in the NBA on a smaller scale. Carmelo Anthony traded to the Hawks for Dennis Schroeder in a piece. The Hawks planning to buy out Carmelo Anthony. The man's getting 30 mil to leave the Atlanta Hawks and become a free agent. Where's he ending up? My guess is Houston. They, they need to replace Trevor Ariza. They surely ain't gonna replace his defense with Melo. But you could have three ball hogs and Chris Paul, James Harden, and Mello. I can't wait to see it. I love Mello, so I wish him the best wherever he chooses to go. If I was him, I was just thinking about this. Yo, he should just go to the Warriors, man. Oh, my God. He would, too. He needs he, the ring, man. He's I literally would. getting all $27.5 of his contract. It's insane. Buyouts usually don't work like that. But, man, get your bag and now go contend for a title for $2 million somewhere props to mellow man well he can contend in houston though yeah but they're i think they're gonna be worse than last year they lost trevor Ariza, who's they so still haven't underrated. signed Clint capella either man exactly which is a big piece they need to pay that man give him his bag and then 
get the practice, man, because they got some work to do. The Warriors did nothing but get better, and they need to do the same. I feel like as soon as we see the Clint Capella deal go through, you'll see Melo go somewhere. Dominoes. That's the sports world, man. One after the other. Another big deal. Jabari Parker has found himself a new home. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. Going to be an interesting young team next year. If Levine's healthy and Jabari's healthy, that's two sketchy ACL dudes. But, uh, I mean... I didn't mind watching them. They were kind of entertaining. Super young team. Last season, we'll see what pops. I, I like Jabari. I wish him the best. Two ACL surgeries in his first three years, I think, is horrible. But uh, keep it going. And uh, props to the Bulls. Switching gears a little bit, sliding over to the NFL. Man, we are about a month away from hitting fantasy draft season. Something we've been waiting for. I need that number one pick. I need to secure me a Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell type, man. But I just got one bone to pick right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing it all wrong with Le'Veon. This guy, if you see Le'Veon work compared to other backs in the league, man, give the guy a blank check, right? Hell yeah, man. If he leaves, I can't wait to see how they struggle and then Big Ben's gonna be dust. It's gonna be AB and some fucking young quarterback with some shitty fucking running backs. Yo, pay the man. Keep this quarter together as long as you can. It's just so confusing to me how undervalued the running backs are. I understand they have a short lifespan, but that's why the organization should reward the man while they're there. They're putting in the hardest work out of almost every man out there. They're clearly undersized compared to the defensive linemen they're running into all game. They're catching balls when they're looking at the quarterback, getting hit by safeties, flying all over the place. These guys deserve the bag. And the fact that y'all ain't even gonna give Le'Veon Bell the type of money that mans like Sammy Watkins are getting. Le'Veon Bell's got more yards and touchdowns in single games than Sammy Watkins <laughs> seemingly has in his goddamn career. What has Sammy Watkins done to deserve 16 point something million a season and Le'Veon can't get a blank check? Not to mention Saquon Barkley signs his rookie deal, happy for the man, comes in as a New York Giant, gets 30 million guaranteed off the bat and y'all can't pay Odell Beckham? Like the NFL business is just twisted, man. I just don't get it. That's brutal. Fuck, I didn't know Odell's still waiting for his bag Odell too. Odell ain't got no bag, man. Damn. Saquon just showed up and he's getting a bag. Mind you, bravo to Saquon, did his work in college. He's gonna be a goddamn menace on the field this season. But the way teams disrespect certain star players is just beyond me. Some fucked up shit, B. Well, at least my boy Kirk secured his whole bag, all 100% of that still. It's gonna be interesting to see Kirk Cousins in the purple and gold. I can't wait. But the Chicago Bears, gonna be seeing him twice next season. And we ready, dog. Bear down. Uh, Yo, Le'Veon needs to come to fucking a blessed franchise that appreciates him. San Francisco, the 49ers. Yo, San Fran, fucking you name it. Anywhere, man. Fuck. The Steelers pissing me off. All these articles I always read about the disrespect. Fucking guy. So me and the Ghosts were over in Europe. Had a couple celebrity sightings we'd like to clue you in on. Ghosts, you could go first, man. Oh, yeah. We were fucking me, Six, and Phil... We're uh, sightseeing slash skating around a little bit, and uh, we're turning the corner to go to the Louvre and uh, peep some fucking spots, and all of a sudden, Six is like, yo, I think that's an NFL player, and we're like, oh, shit, come back, he's like, oh, shit, that's Draymond Green, and uh, the guy Six first saw was maybe his bodyguard or something, or one of his homies, this tall-ass dude, jacked as fuck, and Day-Day's just there in his cut-off jeans, fucking with his wifey chilling and I, I went in for the photo he denied me but you know it's all love i'm like yo i listen to your podcast b please no i didn't say please but uh <clears throat> he was like respect respect got in his car let him go do his thing which reminds me of the, the homie who emailed us all mad at scott kane mm -hmm. can't hold that bro these people don't owe us nothing we're fans it is what it is just be happy you saw them you dig that's a three-time champ living the same life as us going to paris in the off season man you know great minds think alike at the airport in paris while i was heading to italy i was running a little bit late check-in line was huge finally got my bags dropped off turned my head and i see a guy i'm like damn i know that guy the wheels start turning I'm all loud and shit. I'm like, yo, it's Brandon Marshall. Yo, Brandon Marshall, haul at me, dog. He looks at me, he's like, yo, you loud, bro. 
<laughs> he's like, yo, you too loud, man. I'm like, I'm like, nah, B Marsh, you my dog, man. I fucks with you. He's like, nah, you too loud, man. You too loud. Tried to go in for you know the the homie handshake. He hit me with uh, props, but, but I dig it. I respect you, B Marsh. You're a little washed to be digging me like that, though. Like, you know, come on, dog. Ain't too many fans out there shouting out your name these days, but but I see. Bro, you, he dog. don't know you no fuck. <laughs> washed or not, he put in work, bro. That's oh, true. That's hilarious. He's going. He's a couple years away from the uh, the press box only, but. Hopefully we'll see him on the field this year. He's like what a 14th or 16th round pick this year. Yeah, he ain't going on my team. That's for damn sure. Late round flyer, B Marsh, me and you heading to Italy, baby. Let's get it. Uh, that said, shout out B Marsh and uh, Day Day. Uh, that's a wrap for the fucking rundown. Yo, we'll catch y'all next week. You dig? <laughs>